Guys, thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I also want to thank the following sponsors for their support of this podcast. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. I want to thank the Go Hunt Insider, uh, Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over at Go Hunt. They have created the Insider, which is an amazing tool for you guys that are researching all these different western states and looking for which units to apply for and put in for. Uh, They also have the Go Hunt Maps, the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, Right now, go to GoHunt.com, click Sign Up for the Insider. Uh, Use the J. Scott promo code. You're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. Go Hunt's been with me since the beginning of 2015 when I started this podcast. They've been a very loyal title sponsor of this podcast. I want to thank them for their support. Make sure to go and sign up for the Go Hunt Insider. Use the J. Scott promo code. Guys, I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is a direct-to-consumer uh, brand that sells the best ultralight hunting equipment and gear on the market today. Uh, you can go to kuiu.com, kuiu.com, and order directly there on their website. I also want to thank phonescope.com, Cheston, the guys over at Phonescope. Go to phonescope.com. Anything you order there, use the JSCOT23 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount there at Phonescope. I also want to thank Lathrop & Sons, their custom boot system and custom footbed manufacturer. Uh, These guys are the boot doctors, the boot gurus. Um, They're very, very helpful. They know a lot about boots. Uh, I have switched this season to the Lathrop & Sons Encompass Boot. Uh, That's what I've worn primarily on my coos deer and mule deer hunts in Mexico. And then I use the Mountain Hunter uh, for my sheep hunts, uh, specifically desert sheep uh, in any of that uh, more technical terrain. Lathrop and Sons has a phenomenal 3D mapping imprints and, and tracing kit. Uh, they make custom orthotics, uh, just really, really comfortable, uh, very user-friendly boots and custom insoles. Uh, go to lathropandsons.com to find out more information. You can also check out Lathrop and Sons on Instagram. They have three custom boot options, the Mountain Hunter, the Mountain Hunter Elite, and the Mountain Hunter Encompass, as well as the High Country Synergy Footbeds Custom. Uh, They also make all of these custom footbeds in wide and super wide, as well as the boots, which is rare for a boot manufacturer. Reach out to the owners, Stephen and James at Lathrop & Sons at 618-544-8782. That's lathropandsons.com. Guys, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, Any questions you might have, you can reach out at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can follow along on Instagram at J. Scott Outdoors. Always feel free to send me a direct message. Love hearing from you guys. And let's get right to these episodes. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We're here in Phoenix, Arizona, the house of Poppy Scott. She's here <laughs> overseeing this <laughs> podcast. I've got my friend Cody Nelson, the optics manager, the glassing guru from GoHunt.com. Cody, how you doing? Uh, buddy, I'm good. This is, uh, we're in the, the other, other office today. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty uh, awesome out. The weather's perfect. The, uh, the flowers are in full bloom, which, uh, knock on wood somewhere. I don't want to get the allergies coming, but I'm knocking down the allergy medicine pretty good. You know, as much moisture as we've had this spring, I mean, Gene and I have been hiking up here behind the house and the the plants and the desert is just in full bloom and coming yep. alive. And I think over the next two weeks, it's going to go even crazier. I mean, you're getting lots of yellows and purples and all sorts of wildflowers and colors. And I saw something on uh, social media, either Facebook or Instagram. Someone posted that it was, I think, the seventh wettest or maybe fifth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, wettest year 
as far as snowpack in Flagstaff or uh, Flagstaff, Northern Arizona, oh, 159 yeah. inches total. Um, I mean, goes way back. Like Ooh. it's the best in the last 40 years as far as moisture. Uh, I mean, from California to I mean the stuff that I'm hearing over there, Wade's over there. I mean, I think that they get like an average of 13 inches, and they're already at like 20 now. And then you know the snowfall. I saw a picture the other day where a ski patrol guy was basically hanging on to the to the gondola like wires and at mammoth i mean i, I the snow falls you know yeah. like 640 inches we were over in california and they were reporting at mammoth and at lake tahoe on some of those storms instead of reporting in inches they were reporting in feet, feet. And i i saw several over a course of a month when they came on the news and would say you know four five six feet in one storm oh yeah yeah uh i a guy that i follow um, was standing out in front of his house and clearing already two foot of snow, and they were expecting three feet more. I was like, yeah. "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah. So um, I don't know where they're putting it all, but it's it's going to be interesting spring for sure. It's going to be a great, you know, year, and I think it's going to be a great start for the next couple of years for our animals across the West. Yep. Um, I think you're going to have good body conditions i think antler growth is going to be great you know here in arizona i think elk season is going to be fantastic everyone's fired up about you know finding out about their draw and um what they got and then you know we've got application season with you know new mexico just passed and colorado's coming up and utah and um so it's an exciting time of year. I've got you here because I want to do a, some Q&A on optics and glassing. Um, I always just get so much feedback from, you know, our Q&A sessions and people really like to ask their questions and get their questions answered. So um, let's dive in. But before we do that, um, can you just give me how things are going at gohunt.com? Oh, gohunt's, uh, man, we're in full, full tilt, get ready for the busy season. And I mean, it's, uh, things have been super strong and, uh, we're, I mean, coming off of a great year last year. Um, I mean, you know, the calls are flying in, you know, people are, are buying and, you know, I, I mean, look, everybody's kind of still thinking like, you know, what's going to happen? What's the economy? But I, I know for a fact that I'm getting the attention in terms of phone calls and people purchasing and, and, uh, yeah, maybe people are being a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, careful about what and when, and maybe they do it more strategically, but you know, there's, there's, uh, the, you know the, the 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 lack of of uh calls is not happening i can assure you of that so the the uh the, the questions and the people re, you know re-upping and wanting new gear and you know want to get ready for the season they they see what's coming off all this this moisture and getting excited and and uh and trying to get ready and lots of people shooting and you know there's there's no downtimes like there used to be i think i feel i mean yeah there's a little bit of you know, strategically, or I mean, you know, statistically, but um, there's some downtime. But in terms of like people shed hunting, and people are buying binoculars for you know for shed hunting. Mm-hmm. So you know, people are getting their rifles already. I mean, I the the rifle scope game right now is strong. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's going really well. Um, the team over there is obviously, as you well know second to none and everybody's just crushing it and i I will give a shout out to uh, i gotta do this uh for for uh jackson uh uh, branson jackson and 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 brayden and and uh and taylor they're the front lines of the phone so when you guys call in you know love on them a little bit tell them thank you because they they just they rock every day and uh they're the ones who who uh get me all the phone calls so it's it's awesome so i i I couldn't do what I get to do without them. I can tell you that. Awesome. Well, let's just dive into some questions here. Want to know the biggest differences between Leupold Santium HDA? I think it's HDs. I think it's a typo. Well, yeah. And Vortex UHDs. Awesome pieces of glass. Um, 
they're really close in performance. I would tell you that the 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 biggest thing that sets them apart is probably their ergonomics and the way they feel in your hands. Um, the loop holds have a little bit more rubbery or tactile feel to them. Uh, the UHDs are uh, certainly a thinner uh, layer coating on there. Um, both are top notch, and I would tell you that you know in that. Uh, depending on what model and what they're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've used both, and, and I will continue to, to support both because they're, they're awesome pieces of glass. Swarovski STS-65 versus STC-56, comparing clarity, light gathering, and glassing distance. Well, and he says STS so I'm that's the sure it's means. the older body style right so and and i'm i'm assuming he's talking about the 20 or the oh well i mean he could be talking about the 25 to 50 or the the 20 to 60 in my opinion i i much rather prefer the 25 to 50 eyepiece um i like the fact that it's it's to put it in terms it, it's built more like a a el piece of glass um it's got a wider field of view um, I personally think it's a, just an ultimate, a better combination. Um, I really, in the 65 millimeter, I don't really turn it up past 50 power anyway. Um, so I think Jay, when people are talking about the STC, ATC versus the 65 millimeters, if we could maybe say that, that two millimeter exit pupil is anything below that, you kind of start to degrade the picture. So as you turn the power up and the, and the exit pupil goes down, if we could just say and take a middle ground and say, okay, we're going to judge them at, at two millimeter exit pupils. Well, on a 65 power like that or 65 millimeter, you're going to have a higher magnification. So, you know, with the same exit pupil. So yeah, you're going to be able to glass farther in essence, because you're glassing with more power with the same exit pupil. So, or an and exit pupil to me means comfort to the eye, which means, you know, um, so it, it, it's, a, it's a tough call because the STC is such an awesome little piece of gear and it's a very efficient piece of gear. But I don't, I, I guess what I'm trying to tell people is I don't want people to, buy an STC because they think they're going to look at five miles. I just don't, that's not the piece of gear for that. To me, that's the piece of gear of us running up behind the house here. And we know there's a Canyon that's got some bucks in it or whatever. And you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to take your glasses, find them and then, and then zoom in on them and be lightweight and fast with it. That that's what I envision. And that's what I think that that STC does the most, but there are going to be some guys that want, you know, they want digiscoping picks and they want, you know, they want more, more uh, power, uh, magnification. And so if you feel like you need that, then it's okay to go to the 65. Right. I So it might sound like this guy has an STS 65 and he's thinking about getting the yeah. STC 56. I'll take his question a step further. Does it warrant an upgrade, if you will, or buying the new piece? I would might say it depends. You're saying it's a real specialty piece. If you're really into backpacking, yeah. if you're really into cutting weight, if you're really into cutting size, yep. Doing a lot of, you know, extreme backpack hunting. The STC is a perfect niche piece. It, it is a perfect niche piece, and I've found it to be incredibly good optically. And I, again, um, you know, if you just took them and compared them side by side with with the same, you know, exit people or same power, you know, I, I don't know. The STC is an incredibly, incredibly um, uh, uh, efficient, you know, movement of, of light. I can tell you that. I was not disappointed in it at all. Okay. Um, best backpacking tripod setup for backpacking hunts using only 15 by 56 Swaros. You know, I, I, I like the... Um, you know, the Suray ST-125, 124s are solid candidates for that. But the one that kind of gets most of my attention would be if, if a guy's really going for backpack weight, um, the Slick 635 and 634 would be my go-tos. 
um, you know, and, and, and depending on what head. But, you know, I love the VA5 head. I'm always willing to take a little bit more weight with that head because it's so smooth. Um, but, you know, you could couple that with, you know, like the GX10 ball head from Suray or something like that to, to you know, even further uh, shed some weight and space. But, um, yeah, I, I'd really look hard at the ST125 and then, you know, the, the, the slick 635, 634s. Don't you think, too, I mean, people love to cut weight with backpacking, but when you, there is a certain point with glassing that you, 100%. that, you know, a little bit more weight is worth, I see some of these things coming out where it's just a total minimalist, and I'm thinking, well, that's it, great, and you've it, really cut the weight aspect, <laughs> but your stability with any wind chop is, I, I, I just am always willing to carry more weight. I, there is nothing more irritating or and, and, and anybody knows this, at the right? end of the day when you're glassing and you've just done nothing but get hit in the face with wind and you're you've got a light the, the tripod was the was the crust I mean I just I'm always looking for more stability and I know that we can hang our pack and and do but sometimes I I, I just would rather go with a medium weight tripod most of the time and Jay I've known. God, we've been doing this a long time. I don't think I've ever seen you with a light. I mean, well, I wouldn't call it a lightweight tripod. It might be a medium weight or just slightly less than, than middle of the road. But I've, I don't think I've ever seen you going to the backcountry with a lightweight tripod, no. quote unquote. No, it's just too much. I'm losing too much value um by having that instability and not having that steady platform it's it's well the, and the worth it to me to carry the, a little bit more it's the eye fatigue yeah that i think i think the the truth of it is i think the thing that that people under value is the true the outcome the the end result of the end of the day of living literally wanted to gouge your eyeballs out because they're you can't figure out why you're tired or why you're blinking or why they're watering and and you know because they've been vibrating all day yeah it's because they've been working constantly all day and exposed next question how do how do the zeiss 1560 poros compare to uh to new roof prism binos they look awesome well first and foremost you're talking near and dear to my heart because that's i think that's still in my own opinion i still think that that's one of the best glassing coos deer pieces of gear that's ever been created um by nature by by the by the natural poro prism lightest trans is moved through those tubes easier and more efficiently with with the poro prism design with the roof prism you actually the way i understand it is is that you actually have more bends of light and and that's how they they do that in a more compact piece but i don't know i mean jay i mean i, I was there the day that <clears throat> it was suggested that we build the 1560s ice again you know and and we just put today's glass in it with the coatings and i i really do if they did that it's my belief that that would be the single greatest and, and most people don't realize the one key factor is and i haven't answered his question yet but the the one key factor that people miss with portal prism is is that the true depth of view most people don't know that 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 when you're in a portal prism it's lengthening your 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 perception. view your perception and there and you know as well as i do if you've been anywhere in a sea of cat claw and and you can see those layers and you can see movement, and, and when things happen like that, those portal prisms stand out, absolutely stand out in that. I, I, and I, I've seen it side by side, glassing 1556, you know, poros on one side, or 1560 on one side, and, the, and like the, the Swarovski 15s on the other, and been right there looking at it. And I, I would absolutely take the 1560s in, in a lot of cases. Do I believe that the glass is as good as what's in like the current Swaros and 
and whatnot? No, I don't. But don't kid yourself. If you want to go out here to the hills and you want to see me glass up some goose deer, I will be more than happy to take a set of 1560s ice any day, all day. NL Pure 12s or Swirl 15s? And it's funny. We, we get this question every single Q&A, but I love it. Probably the number one question I get asked. Yeah. Um, man, we uh, look, there's a reason that the 12 by 42 NL Pure is the number one re- requested or purchased piece of glass that I have right now. I get... I get 10 questions a day on it easily. No questions asked. I mean, all day long. And there's a reason because it's, it's, it's the same size as a 1042. It's the same weight. It, it's got a wider field of view than, than any of the 12s. And you can ha- handhold it. You can put it on a tripod. You can do it. it it's an it's a, it's a awesome jack-of-all-trades. But there's just certain situations where I've had them side by side where when you're looking at that, I'll just call it, let's say 2,000 yards. I'm sorry, the 15, I just, see, I just see better with the 15s. Now, if you're a new hunter or you're a new person to a new place and you're, you're looking at things that you're not familiar with, I'll take the 15s and the power because I think it helps people identify the shape, size, color more quickly. If, if, if you kind of know where you're hunting and know what you're doing and where you're going, I, I think a guy can get away with the 12s easily. But I think for the mule deer, the, the, the elk, the antelope, the basically, you know, like a guy who's just doing it all, I, I got no problems recommending a 1242. But I just think that there's times when I think, you know, f- at least for the coos deer hunting and glassing that I do, I just don't think that it just, you know, makes me go, oh, getting rid of the 15s because that'll never happen now. I've gone back and forth with the 1250s and the, and the deal. And I, it's not that I don't like the 1250s. I just find that the, the, the tool is better for the 15s. You know, in that in that realm, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I mean, I think it depends on exactly what your glass. And I think if you're really focused on coos, the 15s have a leg up. I have both. I use both. If I was just doing mule deer and elk, I don't know that I would need the 15s as much as I do if I'm doing desert sheep and right. coos and longer range. Um, I think the 15s shine. Um, bigger animals, I think the 12s are phenomenal, and they're quite honestly phenomenal for coos as well. But I just think if I had to choose, which I do because I have them both, most of the time in the coos, I'm going with the 15s. Right. Well, isn't it? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time I talked to Dar, our little, our little champion, <laughs> our little, our man, um, Dar's carrying the 12s on his chest and using 15s when he's when he's glassing, and and we had that conversation. And because he's guiding all the time, Dar, I asked Dar. I said, Dar, tell me flat out why you're doing that. And he goes, Well, when I'm with a client, I need I need a, I need that extra power with my chest glass. Yeah. So it, again, it comes down to what are you doing specifically? What tool works best for you on that given day? Okay, good tripod and head kit for sub four hundred dollars. Oh, the 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 Suray T zero two four SK with a VA five head. Um, you could also do the um, um, uh, ST one twenty four is another one of my favorites for for that. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where I would be leaning. Top three compact spotters, mostly to using to verify. I have 12 NL pure binos, mostly hunting Oregon. Top three compact spotters. Well, I mean, you got the STC ATC. You got the, the 553, 554. And, you know, you the, the one behind that, you know, there's... You there's mean the a, Koa? The, yeah, I'm sorry. The Koa 553, 554. Excellent piece of gear. Um and those two are so close 
they're really, really close when it comes down to, to you know, just the overall performance. Um, I, I just, to be perfectly honest, I like the eyepiece better in the Swarovski with, without a question. Um, but I know I've sold a lot of the, the 553s and 554s, and um, they're, they're an amazing piece of glass, and they shouldn't be discounted, you know, or, or, or not talked about. Um, and then behind that, you know, you'd have to, to kind of reel in the, the, uh, you know, the, the, um, uh, the, uh, the vortex, uh, 11 to 33. Um, yeah. So th those would be the, the top three that I would mention right there. Got a question here. High country velvet mule deer tactics. Um, not something I spend a lot of time doing cause I'm usually fishing, you know, early season in Colorado, but I do know that if I was going to give you some advice, most of the, if you're talking high country velvet mule deer, it sounds obvious, but a lot of those deer spend a lot of their time above timberline. Um, it's important, I think, to get across where you can look across a valley mm -hmm. and look at timberline bulls morning and evening where right. they come out of the you know a little bit of the timber come up to feed whatever and then drop down and then sometimes in the summer they just stay up there um but i think it takes a lot of time to just get out there they stand out pretty well um so i would encourage the person asking the question you know make sure you get your scouting days in and get on ridges where you can look across into an above timberline bowl at prime time let the sun yeah. you know hit it and and be at you know in gray light looking because a lot of times those deer are up and moving and they might bed down and when they're feeding they're feeding and it's like i mean it's they, for, it's i mean they're 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 eating their purpose is to eat and and go bed down and they're up so they're yeah spotable um backpack hunt with 12 nls or keep 15s and 10s so they're sounds like they're trying to go to a one one binocular system yeah i mean again it just it kind of depends on what their main focus is on the game and and i get it you know if a guy's kind of doing jack of all trades and and i think the 1042s are as good as anything out there and i i, I wouldn't tell him not to um i'm not gonna lie that i I, you know, I really like tens and fifteens and a spotter because I can drop one. I, you know, I can leave the fifteens at home, or I can. I mean, if I was really trying to do that, I, it, when, when you're glassing with tens versus twelves, I've never felt undergunned in terms of power. I, I don't think too, especially when you're on a tripod. I, I you know. I'm okay with going in with, with a set of tens as long as I can back it up with a spotter. But to answer his question, yeah, I mean if you're if you're really trying to be the jack of all trades, a twelve forty two is a pretty you know, pretty solid tool. Best all around range finder for archery and rifle. Oh, um twenty four hundred R like a 2400R, um, you know, I've been, I've been using the Collis Helia for a while. That's an in, uh, incredible, uh, I've never had any faults with that. Um, I mean, there's the, the, the range finder game is so strong compared to what we used to have. Um, I mean, Sig Sauer's doing some amazing things. Um, I mean, it, there's just no, but yeah, like I mean, the the, the first two that come, and, and you know the the new the uh, the the new Vipers, um, you know that's a that's a pretty slick deal. Uh, it, you know it, it replaced the Ranger, um, so you know that's been doing really good. So I think you can get away with with the the, the Viper three thousands, the the Diamondback two thousand HDs. I, I think all of those would 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 do what you're asking it to do. Is there a noticeable difference in low light between STX 85 versus 95, or am I splitting hairs? Well, I, I don't know. Like, if you go in my pack right now, I've got 85, 95, 115. But if you go in my pack, I always have an STX 85. 
And because I've been using the BTX on the 115, I've kind of, I'm not going to say it's made my 95, you know, not using it, but I use it less because I'm just not willing right now for, you know, the things that I've been doing. And, you know, when, when I was on the hunt with the kids, you know, in December, um, you know, that, that 85 was, was spectacular, but, um, I took some really good pictures through that, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say somebody's splitting hairs because you're mathematically you're, you're flat out getting more light to your eye, but remember you're also not going down as low in, in, in the, in the magnification. So you're at 30 power. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's some, some definite wiggle room in there, but I, I still think you're getting two of the best images in the world, regardless of which one you're using. And and not to mention, I, I I think when people put the 95 and the 85 together, they realize just how big the 95 is. I mean, I probably sell more than 95 in the BTX packages and then i sell more of the 85 with the spotter option mm -hmm. probably w without a doubt but the 95 is the most yeah you're you're gonna get more light out of it right you're gonna have a bigger exit pupil. you sell more 95s than 85s when it comes to the when it comes to selling them like as a spotter kit mm -hmm. yeah i sell well no i mean as a with a btx i said sell more 95s that's the most common combination, BTX 95. Like, I think I did three different uh, packages yesterday for guys. I mean, it, it was, it, it's just, the, it's, it's also the most requested, too. Because I think, again, you come back to that compromise. The 115 is, you know, seven and three quarter pounds, and it's a bigger piece. And, you know, the BTX uh, 95 is six pounds. So I think guys are just, you know, and I used the BTX 95 for a full year before I used the, man, I, I don't care. That's an awesome piece of gear. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Will Swaro ever <clears throat> offer 15s with a range binder? You know, I never say never. Um, this question gets asked a lot about why don't we have rangefinders with more, you know, magnification. Um, you know, I know that um, I was just talking to John from Leica before I came in today. Um, the the new 15 GeoVid R's are out. I think those are going to sell great. Um, but I, I can't speak for Swarovski. Um I try to, to listen and I try to give suggestions. Um, the the higher magnification, to my knowledge, has not really been on quote unquote the radar as of lately. Um, I would love to see a twelve or a fifteen come out with that. I don't know. I I just I think there's the the rangefinder thing. I think we're just we're, we're I just think we're at the tip of the iceberg with what's coming down the road. Yeah you know, with all the different, and, and, you know, all the new technologies. And so I, I think there's a chance, you know, that that could happen one day, but I, I don't know. I, I, you know, Swarovski's pretty slow and meticulous about how they create things. And so we'll see what happens. They don't just do anything on a they whim. Do, I, they flat out will not do anything on a whim. Staying on the Swarovski theme, this person this is an interesting know that i agree with it but it's interesting so why would swarovski be the best question mark after looking through other brands their technology is seeming outdated why not go with a bino that's 600 less that gives you the exact or the same exact clarity within within a probably better warranty i don't know what planet this guy lives on I love you, whoever this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, first off, why not just name the n name what you're talking about? Well, well, one, first of all, how could you say Swarovski's after looking through Swarovski's that their technology is outdated? Yeah, that's um, they have the most technologically advanced product on the market. 
I think people would be shocked to truly understand. Jay, you've had the you've been to Austria and you've seen what the process are and the procedures. And I would tell you that there is nothing outdated about what they're doing. And and quite frankly, there's nothing outdated about what Lyke is doing. There's nothing outdated about what Zeiss is doing. Now, you know, you can talk about, you know, different people's levels of glass. But to say that someone's technology is outdated, I, I just have a hard time swallowing that one. Yeah, I would argue with this one. Um, I, I mean, I just, and, and, why, and why not just tell us what piece of glass you're talking about, number one. Number two, I, I mean, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And everybody's but, eyes are different. And everybody's eyes are different. But, man, I've, I've sat side by side with a lot of pieces of glass. And and I will say that every once in a while you get that surprise deal, but I mean I don't. I mean, look, I, I'm a, I'm always in a precarious position because I represent all these companies, but I, I'm never in this to bash or I just tell people what my eyes see. It, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and by the way, I'm not saying you can't go not. It, not glass game or not, but at, at the end of the day, there is some advantage to having the glass that, that performs the best, period. Right. So. I mean, I think what you're saying is everybody has a different value set. And absolutely. If you feel like $600 and you feel like buying something that's $600 cheaper and you get more performance with your own eyes, then great. Then you've found something that works for you. I just, I, I don't think whoever's asking this question has really had a, a new pair of Swarovskis next to a new pair of whatever he's comparing them to, to be able to stand on any ground or any leg to say that the technology seems outdated. I mean, there's just, yeah, there's I mean, no way I could make that argument or stand behind that argument. And, and look, here's the best part of anything that I'm, you know, there's always been these, and I call it the big three, but, you know, everybody was always shooting for the Zeiss-Sarovsky like a, you know, glass, right? The best part of what we're talking about is, is that all these other companies, all these other, you know, deals have started, you know, building these pieces of glass that are really, I mean, they're getting better all the time. Yeah, the competition's great. At 100%, and, and, and I love it. Well, as a consumer... It's, we're in a great spot. At 100%. Anything that you can help do better. And again, I, I come back to the three pillars that I always talk about of glassing. Buy the best glass you can afford, put it on a tripod, and at least slow down and be methodical when you're doing it. I think I, I think the, the, the important part of that is, is like, look, if you can buy a $250 pair of glass, and then next year or a couple of years you want to buy 500 great. Whatever little improvements you can keep eking out of it, I, I will keep taking those increments. Now, he, he did bring up something with warranty. Warranties are, are, are awesome. But you can't just say, oh, well, I, you know, I, if you're somebody who, you know, is a, I call it a messy Marvin or, you know, somebody who's just accident prone and and you buy something because you know that you're going to get you know full replacement value knock yourself out i i i, I then I, there's nothing wrong with doing that there's nothing wrong with buying value but i'm not going to i'm i'm going to buy the one that performs the best and i'll i'll worry about the warranties and all that when it happens so what mouth calls do you recommend for Gould's turkey? Obviously, that's for me. Jay, this is this might um, be a hundred percent in your alley. You know, I think I like the Woodhaven calls. They're pretty expensive, but they last a long time and they make really good sounds. And then Bo Brooks with um, Power calls. He makes he cuts his own and makes some good calls. Those are two that I would check into. Okay, how much better is? NL Pure Glass versus the EL Range Glass. I own NLs, but might switch. 
Well, by definition, the EL glass in the EL ranges and the EL, you know, regular ELs, Swarovision, it's the same glass. Um, my understanding is is that the the actual glass that's ground is the same glass that's in the NLs. The difference is is the way that the NLs are put together, meaning that their light path is been changed. Um, I don't think that there's a difference in their coatings, but I do know that you know their light path is you know it, it's been it's been the 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 prism has been twisted and lengthened and so with all of those things um you know i would tell you that the new el range tas i've thought have been absolutely awesome and i've gotten to compare the 10 nl 40 the 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 40 i'm sorry the 1042 nl peers el range tas and the and the original uh well not the originals but the the current model Tema 42 ELs, and I, I, if I was just going to pick how they rank, and I, you know, there was a couple guys there that I trust and know uh, really well, and I'm pretty sure that we all said 10 NL, EL range TA, and and then the original uh, 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 ELs. And by the way, we're not talking like head and shoulders. We're talking about just slight differences that we all you know, thought were, were, were better for us. And, and the one thing that just stands out about the NLs is that the field of view is just off the charts. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers that guy's question. But um, you're still talking about incredible pieces of glass. If you want a rangefinder and you want a, you know, uh, and you want a great piece of glass in it, then, then the EO range is fantastic. Right. But so, you're not just saying necessarily if he has 12 NLs to switch to the EL glass. Right. It's only because if he wanted a rangefinder. Right. And yep. it's a great option if he wanted a rangefinder. But yep. I think even if you compare NLs to EL range in low light conditions, the NLs are going to yep. outperform yep. the, the rangefinder yep. in the lowest light conditions. I, There's I nothing that I've found that can, can outperform the NLs, whether 10 or 12 Right. Yeah. Does it, that make sense? Well, so you would be it, switching to the EL range just yeah. because you needed a range finder in yeah. your binos. That well, yeah, that's what I, I'm. I'm thinking if the range finder part of it's that important to you, I th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that that switch. I don't think you're going to be left in the dark. Let's put it that way. Cody, before we go on to the next question, um, Go Hunt. You know, when I started with Go Hunt back in 2015. Uh-huh. You know, they just started and started the Insider. Now the Insider has come to a ton of Western states. I think they're just adding South Dakota and North Dakota. Yep. Um, they've since, in the last couple of years, added maps. Um, just recently, they, they added a bunch of new, for you turkey hunters out there, um, they entered ground blind, turkey dusting, turkey scat, turkey scratching, um, replaced the turkey gobbler with the turkey tom. Um, they've updated their and refreshed their land ownership um, capabilities. It just seems like, you know, then you've got your, your you know, gear rewards, which you can yeah. talk a little bit about sure. in a minute. The giveaways, I've already said the maps, the point tracker, then all the strategy articles. So everyone that's looking at putting in for Western states, yep. there's, you know, Brady and Trail and the, and the rest of the team do a great job with state breakdowns, species breakdowns, um, and then the filtering 2.0. Yep. Um, I, and, you know, with the hunt planner as well, um, I didn't mention that. One question that I get a lot um, is on the gear rewards and how uh-huh. that exactly works. So when you make a purchase in the Go Hunt gear shop, and you're an insider member. Um, if you look at the the you know the product page, you will see that there is a point value next to that that product. And when you make that purchase, Go Hunt is is awarding you. You've earned those points. Once those points are entered into your account after your transaction you have an account balance at that point. So let's just say you, 
you know, spent a bunch of money and you have 100 points. You can then take that 100 points and go back into the gear shop and find an item. And if let's just say it was 100 bucks, there's a little question that will come up is, you know, do you want to use your points for this purchase? And if you elect yes, and you, or it'll say, do you want to use all your points? And if you say yes, it'll the, it, the that transaction will be zero dollars. That's literally <clears throat> dollar for dollar. It's, 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 it's at free. that point, it's dollar for dollar. Right. And I mean, you know, two days ago, um, had a guy buy a, a five hundred dollar rangefinder for. I mean, it was nothing. He had been saving his points, saving his points. Boom! He bought a a rangefinder. Um, I mean, I have people often that that will use five or six or seven or a thousand points. So I, I don't know. It's kind of like a four hundred one k when the <laughs> when the when your employer gives you you know they match dollar for dollar. It's, I, I mean, how do you not take advantage of it? Right. So you know, not to if you're going to buy your gear, yeah, I mean, you it, might as well buy it at a place 100%. where you get money back. Yeah. Um, guys, if you want to sign up for the Go Hunt Insider, go to GoHunt.com. You can always use the J. Scott promo code. You're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. Um, also, if you like what you've been hearing from Cody and you want to talk to him or his team about glassing or optics, have questions, um, you can reach out to Cody. Um, I always tell people to text Cody, um, but... <laughs> He gets about a thousand texts a day, but six zero two three nine nine three six nine nine, or you can reach out to him at the Go Hunt number at seven zero two eight four seven eight seven four seven, and it's extension. No, no more extensions. So it you'll you'll actually um, you'll get. Remember, I was talking about Taylor Branson or mm -hmm. Braden, and they they will put those calls into me. Um, you know, and uh, so they're the front lines. Yeah. And, and for whatever reason, if I'm already on the line, um, they will take a direct message and they, they directly send that to me and I will call you back as quickly as I possibly can. Good stuff. So. Okay. Um, let's keep going with the questions here. You know, Jake, go back on the, the, the points. What, what I, I, if people have questions or they don't understand it, please tell, I mean, please reach out to us. Right, because it, it, the program, I, 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 I you know, I, I don't like to be salesman-y, you know, talking, but it's, you know, some people think it's like it's it's not it's nothing, you know, crazy. It's just you buy things, you get rewarded with points. You use those points, you know, towards other purchases. So, I, yeah, I just would tell people. You know, reach out, and if you don't understand how it works, or you don't, if you're having problems, you know, like with an account, or what, reach out to us, and we'll help you. We we will walk you through the process. Best sub fifteen hundred dollar spotting scope. Oof. Um, you know, you got to look at the 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 uh, the Vortex uh, uh, Razor HD. You got to look at the the Santium uh, SX5. Um, you got to look at the. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a sub fifteen, but it, it's kind of a close market in there, um, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, for for what we're doing, I like I I would offer the 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 razor in there. That's what I would be looking for. Using a tripod for shooting and glassing, best suggestions for Sure plates and mounts. So Jay, this is a big thing that's been coming up lately is that um, you know, people are are putting a lot of emphasis on shooting or or glassing and and there's you know, there's tripods out there that don't have center posts in them now so that you can splay the legs out and get really low with them. There's there's a lot of different ways to do this, and I th I think that what's important is is to say that, um, you know, like I shoot from a tripod as opposed to I don't have uh, uh, Picatinny rails or, or Arca Swiss plates on my guns. 
It's a personal choice. It's been very effective for me. It works. But I also see and recognize that there is, you know, with all the the um, the the PRS series and the NRL series rifle shoots, you know, these guys are using bigger tripods, bigger ball heads, you know, that that the the guns actually lock into the plates, and all of that stuff is 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 work. Is I mean, I should say it's working, and it's successful, and I would just say that 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 sometimes, like. I carry tripods for glassing that I shoot from as opposed to carrying tripods for shooting that I occasionally glass from. Right. So I think there's an emphasis and I think that, that there is a world for both, but I mean, you know, we sell the, the Revix, the Revix have been really, really good and they're, they're good, well-made, um, you know, it's the Gunworks Revic tripod and and ball heads, and they've even got the Revic Revic pan head. They they do a great job. I personally prefer when they have center posts. Um, even though I try not to use the center post, I do like to have that little bit of adjustment when I need it. Um, some of the center posts on on tripods actually will 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 twist off and be in half so that you can lower them. There's a lot of different scenarios, and I think guys need to just really think about what um, what their emphasis is on, and 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 the, the probably the biggest thing to say about that is is go shoot from these different systems. Try at your very best to get a hold of somebody or a friend that's got different deals and shoot from glass from and try it. And and I'm I'm I've been really really um, adamant about you know, helping people be creative with, you know, what works for them. Um, but, you know, for a Suray, um, I, I would tell you that the, the VA5 with a TY70 plate, um, I only know of one instance, period, that I know of where, where there was any kind of an issue with locking a, a gun into there. But if you're shooting sporter weight rifles, and you know six fives and two seventies and you know um, two eighty Ackleys and and two fifty seven Weatherby's and those kind of guns. I think you can shoot from those all day long and have fun with them. Um, I, I just would would tell you that if you're going to buy a lightweight tripod and then put a you know a ten pound or eleven pound rifle on it, that doesn't work. Right now, you can shoot from the tripod. But when you lock that in and do things, it I think it starts to put, you know, some pressures on it. So those are, I, I always like to really um, talk to people about those because certain people are doing certain things, you know, with their right, you know, are they a lightweight rifle and want to lock it in or is it a heavyweight rifle or, you know, you know, Brady carries these rifles and I always give him a hard time about it, but they're, they're like 12 pounds. I'm not carrying a 12 pound rifle. My my rifles are you know eight and I don't think I have one that well, I maybe maybe nine pounds but that's about as heavy as it gets. Got a question here: BTX or twin spotters, and why, please? Um, for me, what I do, how I like to do things, um, I'm okay with the angled head, uh, the BTX and the one fifteen, you know, or the ninety five work out really really well for me and what I do. Um, Jay, like I know you hate the, the, you know, the angled and I know that that, the, the twin spotters work well for you. Um, I, I, I actually like them both, but for me and just the simplicity of it, I love a, a BTX 115. Yeah. I mean, the BTX is awesome. Um, the only thing I don't like is the angled, Yep. Uh, but a lot of people that doesn't bother at all and they use angled spotting scopes. I use a straight yeah. spotting scope. So you know, there's people that would argue with me that an angled spotting scope is much better, and they they hit yeah. the ground running with the BTX. I have both, and I use both, um, but I kind of like the twins for the variability to be able to zoom yep. in. Yep. Um, I I think both are great options. I've got a question here. If you had to pick one 
Swarovski objective lens for a spotter, which are you choosing? You kind of talked about this before with the 85 and the 95. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, if you go open up my pack right now, there's an STX 85 there. But for four years, that was an STX 95. Right. And the only reason I kind of started switching it up a little bit was, I, you know, I, I, I had the BTX 115, and so... I, I was okay with losing a little bit of size and weight in that in that regard, and um, that worked out really well for me. But if you just told me, okay, Cody, you got to pick, and and you're going to use that modular system for what it's worth, I, I'm using the the 95. If I if I just had to pick one with with a BTX or a, or an ATX, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go back to the 95. Question here, Asiac Bino mount solid option for Swarovski EL, or is there another option you recommend for tripod mounting? Yeah, I mean, there's um, the Asiacs. I mean, you know, Rydell's done a really good job with that. Um, I, I get to work with Rydell, and, and, you know, we're constantly talking about new ideas and new things, and, and Rydell was just looking for a different option and a very lightweight and economical option. And he's very passionate about lightweight gear. Um, he's done a really good job of making that ring fit on a multitude of different optics. There's different sizes. Um, so with that being said, he, he does have an integral uh, uh, Arca Swiss mount that, that works super, super well. The, the, the only negative that I see, and I, and I only see it as a slight you know, negative, um, is that it, it pushes the binocular off center of the tripod head. And some people like that and some people don't. Um, it, I don't know. I've used it and I've, I've not really found it to be, you know, I can still glass. I can still do what I want to do. Um, but the other one that I would look at, um, is dead on industries. You know, Brent Jacob, he's done a great job with that. Um, that's a, it's a metal, uh, aluminum machined and it's got like a swing arm over the top with a little clasp um, and then it it too accepts any of the the quarter 20 plates um, so that's been a real good system too we've sold a ton of those um, you know the the Swarovski UTA uh, universal tripod adapter and then the the uh, the Leica um, Stabilite you know with the plates with the bands over the top um, and then Man, you've got the uh, you've got the tricer, you know, uh, which is a tr more traditional bino adapter with a with a with a stud, and then you've got the vortex bino adapter uh, with you know their their uh, pro bino adapter with a stud. You've also got the vortex sport adapter, which is uh, like a cylinder that that is out of your that, that you know extends up from your plate and then it's got another cylinder that is connected to your binos that drops into it like for almost like a t-post connection so um there are a lot of different options out there so and i would just tell people to to pick the one that matches their binocular most will the koa 77 series ever get the same glass as the 88 series you know i i I, I, this isn't the first time I've been asked this question. Um, first of all, the Koa 77, great piece of gear. Um, it's their XD lens system, which is, I mean, the, you know, the 663, 64s, and the 77, 773, 774s. Um, it's their XD lens system. It's a great piece of glass. Um, a lot of guys using them for, for twins right now. Um, I, I would tell you the answer is no. Um, because I think they like those pieces in that in that that economic space that they're in that that sales point uh, or price point rather. Um, I mean, a guy can wish, but I will tell you this: after having played with and you know, I mean, I've, I've sold COVID for years, but now that we have them new and and like I've got one of the ninety nines Jay at the house, buddy. Don't kid yourself. That's an incredible piece of gear. Got a question here. Are the NL Pure 12s the perfect one-stop shop for hand-hold glassing and tripod glassing? Answer is yes. Yeah, I think that that's an easy answer. If you just had to help hold me down and say you're going to take the, you know, this, this, uh, this bino and this is what you're going to get, I would be happy with that piece for the rest of my life. 
question loophole bx5 santiums how do they stack up versus euro brands and vortex well i think they're way more closely related to the vortex and i would just tell you that when you get to the low light conditions edged edge clarities on certain things i i think you're you know on the highest uh quality uh you know of the the european stuff i think you're going to find those outperform it's pretty simple is there a better handheld rangefinder than the sig 8k man that that's got a you know the 8k's it's got it, it's a whole package um that is an incredible piece of gear you know but i wouldn't count out there's not a you know you don't get as many you don't get as much with the package as you do with the 8k but um the thing i would say is is that like the revic um the the br4 and the 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 uh the leica uh 3500.com and the the, the 2800.com like those all do a really really good job at getting the solution to the you know to the shooter and you know but i mean i'm not gonna tell you that that 8k isn't you know i mean that 8k is an awesome piece of gear so yeah i mean that it i would have no problems owning one and saying that's my rangefinder tips shades or filters for glassing into <laughs> shaded hillsides with sun in the eyes um you know I, I i think when when there are certain that's one of the qualities of of owning better glass is that better glass um filters that light so to speak number one uh, and I think that's sometimes that's one of the most alarming things that people see is that when they look, you know, quartering into the sun or into the sun, that they they can't believe how 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 good glass did that so well. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, um, I, I would tell you that you know I Jay I know I've you you, you wear the boonie hats. Um, I've seen people put shirts, handkerchiefs. Um, you can use the bino bandits that we sell. Um, you know, we sell those for both the, the, the spotting scope and the binoculars. I think that anything that you can do to lessen the effect of any light, you know, quartering or straight at or however you can. Um, <laughs> I've had, <laughs> we've had people stand out in front of us because we didn't have any shade. Um, you know, I, I see people putting tarps up and making things and and look I, I think whatever you can do to minimize the effect that that sun is having on you do it yeah so um I, I i think i named a few off right there yeah i mean it just comes down to if you're looking with the sun in your eyes and you're looking into the shade and you have glare it means you're doing something right yep and you're gonna find more deer and more game in the afternoon you know yep. all of the elk you know sheep deer you name it you're going to find them in the shade so it's something you have to deal with you know get a shirt put it over your head try and not let any outside light come in let yeah, the, all of the, the light AMB be coming light. in through the through the binos yeah our spotting scope um cody that concludes our questions um i sure. want to thank you for coming over and answering questions like always i uh, want to give you a cha uh, one last chance here to say anything to the listeners I do want to encourage you guys, if you have any optical needs at all, reach out to the guys at Go Hunt. Um, Cody and his team are always uh, very helpful and, and grateful to be on the phone all day with customers. So you've done a great job for many years. Thank you, sir. Um, platform's yours. Yeah, you know, I would just tell people right now, first of all, if you don't know and you are not asking, um, that's a bad decision. Call us, ask us, um, you know, email us. Um, we're, we're more than happy to help out at any time we can. Um, just kind of given the season, um, just a couple things to be aware of. We've had a lot of people ask recently with given times, you know, um, right now is a great time to spend your tax dollars with us. Sure. Um, it's that season, right? Um, get the tax refund, get, go buy gear. <laughs> um, it, it, and it's amazing how many people do that. Uh, the other thing I would tell you is, is that, you know, we have a firm, 
um, that allows somebody to uh, basically have a little payment plan, and they can choose, you know, what the payment, you know, so you offer terms. good financing. Absolutely. So um, I would tell people to reach out about the Affirm program, and or or just simply get on the website and go hit the button and learn about it because I think there is a ton of people using that right now, and I would say that 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 it's becoming where that's just more commonplace because it makes a lot of sense not to drop all the cash all at once. So a ton of people doing that. Um, I would just tell people to hang on. Um, We've always got stuff coming. I know that our merch team is working on all kinds of new products from the gear to the optics, to, you know, the, the rifle accessories to clothes. I mean, everything that you can think of, we're constantly trying to, to curate and bring as much, uh, new gear to uh, to to our our, our uh, customers as we can. Um, the content that that they're working on, um, we're trying to just give as much people as we you know as we can give them, and uh, in trying to create good stuff that that people learn from and and it realize that we're just a, a good group of people uh, trying to to make the best content and and help people in the woods. That's what it comes down to. Awesome. Guys, reach out to Cody, 702-847-8747. You can also email them at optics at gohunt.com. Don't forget to use the J. Scott promo code. You get 10% discount on some gear. Cody, thanks as always, buddy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. God bless. God bless.